seize the moment. Sweet, we're live, bro. How you doing, Nanny? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Nanny or her nanny? What, what do you prefer? Ernani. Ernani. <laughs> you got to roll it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ernani. All right. So welcome to the show. I'm really happy to have you. Uh, super excited. I wanted you on the show even before you won uh, your uh, your Rogue Bear Hug Challenge, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, lots of big changes, you know. I mean, obviously COVID has changed things for all of us, but you've got some exciting things going on. So I'm excited to chat with you about that. Um, but how you doing, man? How's uh, how's training been? Training's been good. Obviously different. Um, you know, it's not the same environment where you have people around you and cheering you on in the middle of a class and things like that. So it's a, a little more, I guess, lonely. Um, but I have Sam too. And so like we kind of push each other inside uh, the walls here and there. So it's yeah. um, besides that, I've been pretty consistent throughout the whole thing. It's kind of my anchor point uh, mm-hmm. from the beginning of COVID. You know, if we're going to relate to that. Um, to now it's kind of what allows me to still be like super optimistic about everything and again keeps me centered essentially so training's been yeah. fine overall i i feel good <laughs> that's good man that's good yeah i found consistency is where you gotta really because everything else is so variable right like in terms of equipment in terms of environment and all that stuff so yeah i think consistency is the biggest thing that i've been focusing on as well and it's been really i guess i, I can see it paying off i guess the consistency right like i uh, just like you my training is completely or not completely but it's very different than it used to be uh example like i'm not doing a lot of weightlifting. obviously i don't really have the space for that uh but i'm still trying to stay strong and consistency right so i do see myself getting strong and good at some things but i am worried to get back to the uh the weightlifting back in the gym but you know whatever ups and flows right yeah totally and i mentioned i was like i feel lonely like it's funny because like i feel like i should mention this too there are times <laughs> where like I, I love to work out alone and I, I had a chance to work out in a group setting for about a week because of the berry spot. Mm-hmm. And so like, that was really cool. But um, yeah, I, I made, I don't want to sound like lonely. Like I'm super sad. Like yeah, no worries, man. Um, yeah. I mean, sp- speaking about that, I mean, I, I, I took the community for granted. I'll be honest. Like, and I've talked about this before, but you know, I, I used to train alone a lot. Like before I got into CrossFit, I was doing a lot of uh, bodybuilding. So, you know, I'd be the guy going to the good life, put my headphones on, just pump some iron, go back home kind of thing. Maybe I'll chat with a few people here and there, but I was always just like a very, uh, individual, individual activity, you know, and then I discovered CrossFit and I never used to really do cardio except for soccer really. And, um, CrossFit was a way for me to be like, hey, you know what? Like that person is suffering. I'm suffering. We're all suffering together, like in a good way for a good purpose, trying to be healthy or whatever. And it really inspired me. And then as soon as COVID hit, I was just like, oh, like now I got to do this alone. <laughs> and it's it's definitely tough. Like like you said, I've experienced that kind of like loneliness, I guess, uh, at certain points. But uh, just like you, you know, I have Cass here just kind of pushing me a little bit and then uh, grateful for the online classes that gyms have, because even that's better than, than doing it alone for me personally. Anyway, um, it's not quite the same, but, you know, still um, good to have the community, see familiar faces and still push each other. You know, I see people like even though they're muted, you see them in the back, just like kind of clapping for each other and like fist bumping the screen and shit. So it's different, but I think everyone's doing what they can to try to bring the same vibe. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, you know, going to that point where like, I, I choose to train alone too, just being busy, right? Like I had to work out when other people weren't, um, especially when COVID hit. So I don't take up class spots and things like that. Um, and it's, it's interesting to like, see like the zoom stuff come together. Like I, people are, we're bantering still. So there's that sense of community here and there, but like, even like from the first, so being in Toronto, being like that, after coming back from that first lockdown, it was like, just the level of like you think you're happy and then you see people and then you're like oh i'm really happy now and yeah. i remember uh like the most recent opening up in like the simcoe the muskoka area like with sam and i was like driving back down to toronto i'm like i'm just happy and i'm like mm-hmm. and the only difference was i'm seeing more people and it was it was blowing my mind like my workout intensity is the same everything feels the same for me other than the fact that now i get to see more people and my morale is like through the roof and it's crazy yeah. how that makes a difference. Like just being in front of a community. Um, yeah, it's super powerful. Yeah. We're social beings, right? I think as humans, like it's, it's rare that you see humans just be hermits, right. And just kind of living on their own or very social human being or very social beings rather. 
um it, it reminds me of something that that happened to me i started to notice at the beginning of like covid when everything was locked down you know Cass and i'd be walking down the street and then we'd bump into somebody that we knew and we would just stand there and just talk for like what felt like forever and then it's like you look at your watch you're like holy shit it's been half an hour i've been like chatting with this person for half an hour just about like randomness and like you said you're just that much happier right and not not to say that you know we're not happy with like we're, we're lonely or depressed or anything like that um not that there's anything wrong with that but it's just yeah like, like you said just that, that happiness that comes from being social and just seeing people it's it's amazing and it's something that i i have to say i took for granted and now <clears throat> now like i'll never take for granted you know <laughs> oh 100 percent not yeah we've had the same situations especially like during the first equipment rental we would just sit there and stare at each other like oh you're, you're like you're here. <laughs> you're here yeah and so yeah no 100 percent. like i i'll definitely same boat like i'll never take it for granted like mm-hmm. having like just precious time with other people right so yeah so let's uh i mean we started talking about fitness let's talk a little bit about uh your, your fitness journey like where did it where did it start like what when did you remember like you started to like get into fitness or start moving or playing or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, totally. So in terms of like just moving and playing, it's, that's probably been my whole life. Like I've always been an outdoor kid. Like, you know, I, I'm, yeah, when I, when I first moved here, so I actually moved here from Portugal when I was like four or five years old mm-hmm. and I was, I'm an only child, grew up an only child. And so like, I spent a lot of times like, being imaginative in the outside world and whatever. And so that caused me to like scale trees and climb jungle gyms and stuff like that. Jungle gyms. Um, and I kind of experienced a lot of that stuff on my own and things kind of snowballed. I always knew I wanted to be athletic, but I just, I never know anything. Um, and then like the 2004 world cup, uh, sorry, Euro cup kind of came along mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that kind How of, old are you? I was 2004. I was 11. Okay, I was 11. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when like soccer came into my life. Yeah. And then that's like, you know, watching, you know, I was a big Ronaldo fan. So watching him play was like, it was like, well, that's really cool. You can have fun while you're playing. And I think that's where like soccer started to kick up for me a lot. And then following that, you're like, oh, how do I like become better? And then the training aspect starts to come in. Um, But I don't think I was actually serious about lifting weights or anything until about grade 10. Um, So I think you're like, what, 15, 16, grade 10? Yeah, 15, 16, yeah. And uh, we had a gym teacher and I, I remember him sitting on this like uh, exercise ball, you know, like the big balls, right? He's just sitting on this thing. He was a new gym teacher. And I'm like, why are you sitting on that? And he was kind of explaining it like, you know, it's better than sitting on a chair so I can keep my core engaged throughout like whatever. And he was selling me all this stuff. So um, I guess he influenced me because I went and bought an exercise ball. I don't know how I afforded it, but I found a way to get it. <laughs> and so um, I would sit on it while playing video games. Mm. And somewhere along the line, I just started to do like crunches and push-ups between games. Mm. And that was essentially like my first little program was random amounts of push-ups and sit-ups. The bro, the bro workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. Like I was I, like, I can't just sit there. I had to do something. So I guess yeah, while yeah. everyone's like, cause I think there's like a five minute lag time between halo games or whatever, yeah. <laughs> just there, like, you know, getting a little pump on. Um, and then eventually my, my dad bought some equipment at home and then I would start to like, Hey, you know, I'm a skinny kid. I was 130 pounds, like soaking wet at the time. How, how tall are you? I'm oh, in great. That I was probably like five. I'm five eleven now, but I was probably yeah. like a couple inches shorter. I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So pretty pretty thin kid <laughs> yeah yeah i was fast though yeah. um but i would search up on google like how to gain 20 pounds in two months and like you know like the desperate google searches yeah 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 and then i would just start to like follow little programs here and there and, um and then i think from there like the interest took off and um i guess you know i started doing a little more structured work and then when i was 18 i found crossfit Mm. um so i i found it pretty young which was pretty cool in itself because it's i've did i've done intense things up to that point like mm-hmm. i played like i played soccer i was on basketball team i wrestled um i did a, a number of athletic um sports things that required me to be athletic and i've done intense workouts but when i joined the crossfit gym that was completely different how so 
it, it was it was just it's that intensities part right and like yeah. i joined i joined crossfit in the time where it was like just blowing up like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you were you're 18 what year would that have been like 2000 like eight nine 2012 12 okay okay 2012 it was early 2012 okay at the time i should say like the reason i found it was because i was in a fire program at the time yeah 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 the long-term goal was to be a firefighter Mm-hmm. but I couldn't pick up 200 pounds off the ground, mm. you know, a go figure. I held it for 200 pounds for a while. We'll talk about that after, but, <laughs> but, um, and so I'm like, okay, look, if I'm going to save someone else's life, I need to get stronger. Is, is that the requirement 200 pounds to get to drag that some like across a certain distance or something? That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a certain weight that you have to like drag a certain distance. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, yeah, no, but that, that's it. I think I forgot what the weight is. I'm, a, I'm sure it was 200 because that number is always stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started like Googling like firefighter training and whatnot. And so auxiliary CrossFit at the time just did a firefighter competition. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, they train firefighters. Sweet. Like, <laughs> let's go. And then I ended up joining and like, but I did so much research beforehand. Like I was sold on the program before I walked in the gym. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. wanted a place to train. So like, as soon as I showed up, uh, Justin Taylor, who is the owner and head coach at the time, I was like, Hey man, I'm here. Like I'm ready to play. He ran me through some workouts and I was like, Whoa, this thing's crazy. And like, it kind of felt like my little secret training program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say the rest is history. Like that's where, like, that's how I got into CrossFit. Now I'm all in really. Nice. Nice. So like right now, CrossFit's still like your main style of training is what you're saying. Oh yeah. It's definitely the meat and potatoes. Like I'll bias things. Um, mm. if I decide to sign up for say a strongman competition, or if I, you know, I plan on doing like a Spartan in the future. So maybe I'll bias a little more running and obstacle courses. And, mm-hmm. but, but the, the main concept of CrossFit has always been to like make people better at sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just so happens to be that CrossFit's also a sport. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, cause it's a GPP program, right. The general physical preparedness program. Um, and so like, it should technically act as like a training method that can assist you and fill your weaknesses for what you're trying to get better at. Mm-hmm. So like growing up playing soccer, like CrossFit would have filled any weightlifting or strength voids that I was missing. Cause in soccer, we did a bunch of agility drills and sprinting and endurance work, but I never actually like did power cleans or squats before that. And I'm like curious, I'm always curious to know, like, what would have my, what would my game have been like if I started to do that? Cause I always got pushed around cause I was a small yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, and now playing like men's league for fun. Like I'm the one pushing people around. And I'm like, Oh man, like <laughs> if I was 14, 15, pushing people around and like having the skills that we had, like I, I could have been maybe even better. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's funny. I think we've talked about this before, how we had a similar experience with soccer, right? Like I was the same thing. Obviously I'm a lot shorter, but I was also very thin. I was like 120 or 125 um when i was younger and same thing playing soccer i remember just being pushed around and then i started to do crossfit and i started weightlifting started getting bigger legs stronger legs and then just like you i mean i'm still not pushing people around but i'm not being pushed around as easily uh, i find so it's funny because i never i don't know i guess i never put two and two together like i experienced it and i acknowledged it but i never looked at crossfit as being that thing for other sports right um but same yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause you're right. It's tricky because it's a sport on its own. Right. But yeah, similar to you, I'm kind of using it as like a, like the base for other things and I'll bias other things. I'll be like, I don't know. I want to run a race or something, you know, I'll throw in more running, you know, I got myself a rower. Maybe I'll do a couple of uh, like rowing workouts or whatever. So yeah, same here, man. CrossFit's just been a really good thing to have as a, as a foundation for whatever it is I want to do. Yeah, totally. And like, I find like with CrossFit too, like I'm always entertained in my training mm-hmm. because like the end goals are so distant, if that makes sense. Like, you know, unless you have an immediate goal to squat 500 pounds in two months, the, the purpose of the program is not actually for that. Mm-hmm. It's to like, just keep you moving for a long time so that you can, you know, stem off the, the nursing home kind of deal. So, yeah, and exactly. like, when you kind of train with that like mentality, like, and fall back on that, 
it's it's uh, it's fun because you don't feel like you have to do a particular thing. You're like, I can mix and match my program a little bit. I can have fun with uh, today. I wanted row and do sandbag cleans. Yeah, you know, and, and it's fun. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's one of the things I found too. Is the variability with it is something that really appealed to me. It's I started to lose motivation. I was doing like bodybuilding for like 10 years. You know, I wasn't competing or anything, but I was just, uh, you know, typical guy, I go to the gym. Mm, I want bigger triceps. I'm going to do a tricep workout. I want bigger like this. I'm going to do this workout. Um, but then I started to lose motivation. I'd, I'd get up and I'd be like, all right, man, fuck, do I have to go to the gym? Yeah, I want big lats. Okay, let's go to the gym, you know. But then with CrossFit, it was just like a random workout. You know, I had no idea how well it was going to go. Like, oh, I, you know, I think I'm good at pull-ups, but you know, it's pull-ups with cleans. I'm like, am I, you know, is, is, how is that going to affect my pull-ups kind of thing? So it was always like a, a surprise as to how this workout would hit you. Right. Um, so yeah, it always keeps it interesting. That's one of the things that I really like. And the, the whole ideology of like, uh, what is it that they say? The, uh, functioning, uh, multi-variable. What was that whole saying that they have? You know, the little pyramid they have. Oh, so they have, well, so they have the pyramid. So that's a hierarchy of uh, the athletic need so it goes yeah uh, nutrition at the bottom metabolic conditioning um gymnastics weightlifting and throwing and at the top it's sport mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's um, it yeah, yeah. i've done that's a few defin- seminars yeah yeah the um but i think the definition of crossfit was what is it again like the high functioning yeah yeah definition of crossfit is constantly varied functional movements executed at relatively high intensity that's it that's it yeah it makes the two up my bad my bad but yeah it, it, it totally it totally makes sense in terms of um the like the, the variability is where i really love it you know like it's just constantly different like i'm always surprised and there's obviously those classic workouts um which are good i think to sort of track your progress over time like i remember i, I used to love grace like i used to do grace it was one of the first workouts i did i remember i went to chicago and i had this i was such a crossfit newbie that i go we can do this workout grace and you know, I learned at that time, I think I had been doing CrossFit for maybe a month or two. I had learned I need to be humble, right? So the the RX is uh, 135, right? So I looked at 135. I was like, I've never cleaned 135. So I'm going to do it a lot lighter. So I think I did it. I don't remember. I feel like I did it at 95 or something. It still kicked my ass, obviously. Uh, and that was my first go at it. And then I remember going to the gym and someone actually did grace and it did it like in like two or three minutes. And I was like, what the f-? like? how you know like that blew my mind and then i started to work up to it and i started to see the change i remember um on wattify that app you can like put in the workout put in your score and then track your score over time and it was one of those things that you were talking about goals and sort of those distant goals that you have in the in the future it's like you know every once in a while every couple of months i'm like all right let me let me do grace you know let me see how much better i've gotten the weightlifting and my conditioning all this stuff and it's uh it's it's a really neat sport you know um and, and i wanted to talk about something that kind of kind of affected me and broke my heart and made me question whether or not i do the open this year and that was uh what happened earlier in the year with uh, the ex-ceo saying all these like uh nasty things and uh it was yeah it was, it was really shocking and i was almost kind of like oh like almost like embarrassed to to be doing crossfit and what was neat about it was how the community kind of came together and everyone said you know what unacceptable like that won't be tolerated, you know, a bunch of gyms deaffiliated. And it was, that was nice to see. Um, and, but I was also worried at the time in terms of like, where is the sport going to go? The sport that's changed my life, you know, it's, it's changed my mindset. It's changed my fitness. It changed my outlook, um, on what fitness is and, and life in general. So like, yeah. How, how did you feel when all that stuff sort of went down? Yeah, totally. I think the best way to approach it is like, I'll kind of just say it in the order that the news came to me to like where I ended up. So I was actually, um, there was a few weeks there where things were starting to get leaked. Cause we're like part of a coaches group or a affiliate owners group. And you saw some emails, um, to one of the members there from Greg at the time. And we're like, Oh, that's not professional. And so that started to raise some red flags. And we're like, that's not cool. But it, but then at the time, I think when you tolerate someone for, cause he, this is not the first time he's like said some really crazy things. And I think it was like at the time where we just loved CrossFit and what it does so much that we were allowing certain things to slide. Mm-hmm. And, and then I remember, um, I remember opening up my phone. I was with Sam and we were like just making barbecue and stuff or just finished. And I see the tweet, like I literally, I opened it up and I saw the twi- tweet and it said, Oh, wow. 
Floyd 19 and like from the CEO and I'm like there and I like I remember looking at it like oh man this is not good and like immediately I texted my partners and I was like hey like I didn't even know other affiliates were saying things to be honest at this point like mm-hmm. I didn't realize affiliates were saying we do not stand for whatever blah blah, blah. I was just like hey guys like Greg said this, I feel like this is going to blow up. I'm like, we should probably like keep an eye on it and maybe Mm -hmm. say like, maybe just make a statement saying like, we're inclusive or this or that, like, because we are, and we like Mm -hmm. to our core, like you've been to our place, like, you know, our community. And I just, I wanted to make sure that our members know that we're not going to stand for that. And then within about an hour, I just remember watching Instagram blow up affiliate after affiliate and i was just like and i think all of that like i was so focused at the time at like dealing with what was going on and it wasn't until like a couple hours later that i was like i I almost felt like it was a bad breakup yeah yeah i I was like oh man like you betrayed me like Mm -hmm. i felt betrayed in a sense or it, it was kind of a weird feeling um but you're hurt because you're hurt because the name CrossFit got tied into one person's words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a quick realization that like, we can't let one person's word define a whole entire community. Like at the time there's 10,000 affiliates. Like that's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are being represented by one person. Yeah. And so after that, I was just kind of bummed um, because I, I, I flew that flag really high. Like when you cross it, cross it safe, cross it's this, cross it's that, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a period where I'm like, I don't even want to wear a shirt that says CrossFit anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. of what happened. It's like, it got tainted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that took a little bit of time and you could tell the community was kind of like, even like the inner communities, like, Oh, are we not going to do Murph anymore? Or like, <laughs> like, are we still doing CrossFit workouts? But is it fair to do CrossFit workouts if we're not titled CrossFit? And I'm like, guys, thrusters are thrusters and pull-ups are pull-ups. Yeah, yeah. So like, that was a whole interesting thing in itself. And on top of it, all while we're shut down. Yeah. Right? So like, I know for our gym, we held a massive town hall. And that's when I realized how important this whole gym was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we had... I'd say 80% of our members on there and it's tough to like talk about these things yeah, in front 100%. of people. And, and so like, you know, that was a learning curve in itself. Um, and then, you know, it's like, it's not like my training changed. I'm like, this is how I know how to train. And like, I know it works. Mm-hmm. I know it's effective. Um, but then you, you kind of like take it off. You say what you need to say. Um, and at the end of the day, like, we had to do that because we had to take a stand because there's like, we need change. Exactly. And ultimately, no matter what side of the spectrum you were on, because there was a lot of people who didn't believe in some of the approaches and that's fine. Um, But like at the end of the day, there was change. And I think like that change now, if you look back, even like anyone who said it wasn't the right way to do it, I think those people would say that they're much more pleased with how affiliates are being run now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um just due to the new ownership because like yeah. eric is like an animal like that guy's a beast like he's he's tur- like he's made a complete 180 uh mm-hmm. with crossfit to the point where it's like i'm getting back to like you know it took a while for me to even say it on my social media like to repost a crossfit thing i think two days ago was the first time i did it yeah yeah because like you know, and I'm like, okay, no, like, I'm fine to like, go back and be like, hey, look, I do love CrossFit. I love what it does and what it brings. I just, there's a really dark time for it, you know? Yeah, I think you put it really well when you said that, like, tying what one person says to like an entire community, right? Because, I mean, I've never felt anything but love going to all the CrossFit gyms I've ever been to, you know, um, your place included, obviously, Academy Alliance, places in Toronto, but I mean, going to Portugal, for example, people are just so loving, you know, going to um different places in europe and france like everyone's just like oh like you're from canada cool like you know come join like you know this is how we can help you kind of thing like it was always such a welcoming experience no matter where where i went in the world and it was always kind of comforting to know what to expect like we talked about it being variable but it's like okay i know that we're going to do a nice warm-up i know that we're going to do a little strengthening piece we're going to do this conditioning piece like it was it was just nice to know what to expect and it was nice to be welcomed you know and you know, obviously, like we said, we need we had to take a stance, and I feel like a lot of people did, and 
things changed uh, and i'll be honest i haven't really looked too deep into like i'll be honest i don't even know who eric is i'm assuming he's a new ceo <laughs> yeah okay cool cool so yeah like i, I expected some changes and i'll have to look, look into it but like the community for me is is bigger than just one one person right and i think that it's one of the reasons why I've, I've been considering like doing the open because I was so like on the fence. I'm like, man, should I do the open? Should I not do the open? I ended up doing this Toronto Throwdown uh, competition that's local, which, which was fun. But I don't know. It felt good. But I almost want to be like, what was neat about the open for me was to look at myself in the grand scale. Be like, all right, where, where do I stand? Like in my age group, you know, in the people who like are in my uh, career kind of thing. It was always neat to kind of see all that stuff. And I always, I liked the programming. It was always tough. It was always hard and how everyone just kind of came together and the whole world was kind of, the whole CrossFit world was just kind of, again, like suffering together kind of thing, right? It was, it was neat to see. So uh, yeah, cool. Th thanks for sharing that, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, I always like to know people's thoughts. So uh, you've talked a little bit about auxiliary. Um, you and Sam opened up a, or bought a new place, right? A new gym. And that's over in Barrie, right? CrossFit yeah. Barry. Yeah. Nice. Tell, tell me, tell me about that experience. Like what, uh, what inspired you guys to, to do it or how did this opportunity come to be and, uh, where do you guys hope to go? Totally. So, you know, um, it came at us pretty quick actually, but I guess before that, like me and Sam have always wanted to move up a little bit more North. Um, just, just nature, um, a little more space, I love Toronto to death. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a Toronto boy. Sam's originally from Barrie, uh, actually a little place called Midhurst, which is like just north of Barrie. Mm, yeah, yeah. I see it on the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just drive right by it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, every I remember I was there in the summertime, and uh, you know, and it was just us, and I was on the water, like on a little floaty, like on a little floaty too, like just enjoying yeah, yeah, myself. Yeah. And I was like, it was like a ten minute drive from her dad's, and I was like man like i really love this like just like having that right there yeah there's just something about nature right like the way just being in nature you're just like so calm relaxed chill like everything kind of melts away yeah and so i'm like and then i but then and that kind of like really finalized it because me and sam have always talked about moving up north mm -hmm. and i'm like no you know what like i just i gotta do it like now like when this opportunity came like let's just do it um and so that moment was like what am I doing? Like, let's get out of here anyways. And then, so, um, so Sam has a friend who essentially, you know, he likes to call her if like opportunities come up. And so this opportunity came up and he, the, he was literally like, Hey, look, there's this, there's this gym. It's for sale. Um, here's the details. And, you know, Sam was like, Hey, like, I need to think about it. Um, it's a really good deal. It's like, it, this sounds like a really good opportunity. She came to me and she's like, I want you to be part of this too. And then for me, it's like, okay, I have Ox. Um, so like that was the whole decision processing part on my, on my end as well. Mm -hmm. But then it was just like, you know what? We've always wanted to own a gym together, me and Sam and run it. Um, we also have partners in that, excuse me. I'm like, we've always wanted to move up North and like cultivate like our own life and start to develop a life for ourselves up there. Um, we love CrossFit, we love fitness and the business of fitness. And so it's like, it all kind of like all the stars kind of aligned. Mm -hmm. So all these layers that, so all these, like this check, check, like we were just, you know, off a little laundry list. We're like, this makes sense. Like, let's just go and let's just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we had to make, I think we had like eight days or something, eight to 10 days to make this decision. Wow. wow. It's not a lot of time. <laughs> oh, it's not a lot of time at all. Cause you know, we have to move now. Right. So I'm in the middle of moving. Mm -hmm. um while managing you know the gyms under lockdown and oh, all God. this and that and so it's, it's yeah. an interesting time but you know sam said it right like when me and sam were talking it's like we don't want to be 60 70 look back and regret not doing it yeah of course you know we want to be like you know what like we can do this like we're young we have energy like let's do this thing and let's see what happens like and that's mm -hmm. literally it like let's see what happens like yeah. if the, the worst thing that happens is we learn something exactly and so like i think like uh just having that mindset like helped make the decision make made the decision a little bit easier yeah now it's like it's just exciting because it's like okay like sam's been part of so many gyms 
I've been like part of Ox since the beginning and I've been around. And so it's like really cool to like start to apply all the things that we've learned Mm -hmm. and just bring our best. You know what I mean? And so like, I'm really excited for that. That's awesome, man. It's, it's funny just hearing you talk about it. It kind of makes me think about chess, obviously with uh, that Netflix show, Queen's Gambit, like it kind of got me into chess a little bit. And then I was playing with one of my friends recently and I never used to do this. I used to play speed chess. I thought that's the only way to play. My dad used to play speed chess with me when I was a kid. And I was like, man, it's fucking hard. He always kicked my ass. And then um, I realized like when I got older, I was like, oh, you can actually take your time and play chess. Uh, do, do you play chess at all? No, no. I, I play like a tad and like a long time ago. But yeah. I know the game. I know how it's played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hadn't played in eight years. And I started playing recently with a friend of mine. And there's like an app on your phone. It's kind of neat because uh, like you have 24 hours to do a move, right? So he moves. I can look at the phone, you know, work or work out or whatever and do my move whenever I feel ready. And I made a couple of mistakes within the first like five moves. And I was like, oh, man, like I lost my knight and I think I lost my, my bishop. And I was like, OK, dude, like you got to stop playing speed chess. You got to like slow it down and start to figure things out. And what I realized was it caused me so much stress going through <laughs> all the possible outcomes. All right. I'd be like, all right, if I move this guy here then if he moves here then all these possibilities are going to happen and if i move here and like so it was just like such a waste of time so it was almost like kind of like what you said it was like okay i should just do this thing it looks like a good move like he's not going to get me in like three moves so it looks like a good opportunity and let's just see what happens you know and then he moved and then i moved and everything that's sort of the way that i started to approach it i'm like okay i can't stop i can't keep looking down 20 moves ahead like it's good to see but i feel like you can kind of get lost and, and kind of forget where you're where you're headed um so it's funny it just made me think about what you were saying in terms of just like hey let's see what happens you know like let's take the opportunity you know and and go with the flow kind of thing right just like the shirt says flow right <laughs> yeah my shirt says flow yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool man i'm excited for you guys yeah same you guys have a, a really good place yeah you guys have a really good place at auxiliary and it's it's going to be neat to, to see you guys grow something uh, up in Barry, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just like, I'm very, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I'm very, very, very proud of auxiliary. Yeah. And that came from just like having an awesome team. Like my partners are amazing. Like the staff are like the coaches there are amazing. And then like, that just brings on amazing people. And like it, it's, you can truly cultivate any community you want. Um, and it's crazy. Cause like, if you have like, it's that whole, like you are the people, like the five people around you or like, Oh my God, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. you're like the five closest people around you. And it's cool. Cause like at Ox, like I find like, you know, if you, if you, if, let's just use the coaches example. If you like have everyone that's hardworking, they smile, they do this. It's like that attracts more members like that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just have this like really cool environment. And so like, I'm really excited to try to, you know, replicate a, 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 that to a degree but like in its own sense i don't want it to be a copycat exactly yeah i want to bring the best out of what we can in the other gym like i'm really excited to see like how that changes from like city to city or like gym to gym um because it's interesting to like have like i don't know it's just interesting i'm excited to try it like see what happens Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is uh is the gym more i haven't googled it yet and i have obviously i haven't been there but is it more like in the like downtown area of barry or like kind of the like what part of barry is it at it's in the south part south so part. if you were like driving up to 400 uh okay. it's like on it's maple view which is the south the most southern street there and then okay. i think i'm still learning about barry i think downtown is like essa i have no idea i have no idea I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you were talking about nature earlier. Um, and yeah, it's funny because the older I get, the more I, I appreciate it. You know, like uh, Cass and I went to Muskoka in the fall and just her and I, we spent like a week there and just hiked, went by the water. It was a little bit chilly when we went, but still just to be surrounded by trees and leaves is just so nice. And like you said, I, I love Toronto. I grew up here. I was just like, you know, I'm an immigrant. I came when I was six years old my family came when I was six years old and you know I grew up in the city and I love it but I just feel like I don't know I, I want to explore something different you know go go in nature uh, at some point in my life uh but we'll see we'll see where life takes me um you were talking about mindset uh like where do you 
like where do you, where do you get that from like your mindset do you are you reading books are you looking at documentaries like what, what, what are your some of your like sources for the mindset that you have um i think first and foremost my parents i think that's one and then i think two i'm like addicted to self-growth like i love like reading and watching things and like doing as much perspective building as possible um i'm very aware that like my perspective isn't the only one Mm -hmm. and so i try to do very like i try to work really hard to get outside my own comfort zone and, and see things from a different light um and i find that helps my mindset um but like going back to my parents like i think first and foremost, like I watched my parents struggle growing up and like, so seeing kind of the stuff they went through, um, you know, like simply just trying to put food on the table at times and things like that, you kind of like, there's nothing you can do as a kid, Mm -hmm. even though you want to try, but like that kind of creates this mindset where it's like, okay, like I saw what it can look like. Let me do everything to not have that happen. So I can cultivate like a strong life for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of where it started from was just like, like I'm in control. Like I can, like, I can control the things I can control and I can't control the things I can't control. And I think I learned that at a very young age. It's good, man. And so what I could control, I did like, I can work hard. I can study, I can train hard. I can smile and say hi to people and just be kind because it's free and like all these little things, but like these things stacked on top of each other. Um, has put me in a position in life where like, I'm truly happy. It's good, man. I'm happy to hear that. So that's, that's where like a lot of the mindset stuff comes. It's just like watching my parents turn around themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it was really cool. This last year, it's going to sound weird. I, I'm going to say, it, I don't care, but like, it was cool this year. I, I won't mention the cards, but like <laughs> my parents in the last year bought like two cars that were like, they're fancy cars. Yeah, yeah. right and like the funny thing is like i'm like the i'm the least materialistic person you'll ever meet like mm-hmm. i get ripped on because i'll wear a pair of pants for five years and not care <laughs> I, I wash them like don't get me wrong like they're clean right but i'm yeah. like the least materialistic person but like it there was something like really i was really happy watching them like make these purchases for some reason even though i don't care about material items because i know what they didn't have mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and like they're persistent and they like made so much sacrifice to get exactly what they want and like they had their backs up against the wall at one point and you know i've watched them like come from home like my dad like would he he broke his back essentially so then he had to like go back to school and then he would like work till like 1 2 a.m wake up at super early and do it all again just to get back out of like whatever he was in Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with my mom and stuff. And so like that, came, like, again, you see that kind of stuff and it, and it sh- shifts your mindset a bit. Um, cause you respect hard work and like what's in front of you way more. And so, so like when I saw them do that, I was like, okay, like they're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really neat to see that. I know from, from the other side, I, it's funny. I have a very uh, similar experience recently just seeing my mom like uh do some big things and like you said man just watching them go through like the struggle and kind of figuring things out and you know getting themselves a little a little gift let's say you know or splurging a little bit it's really really nice to see you know what i mean yeah totally i know she's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be like wow you told that (laughs) oh yeah you're fine you're good don't worry (laughs) no one watches this anyway right so (laughs) exactly Be like Caesar's got one viewer, maybe two viewers, so it's not it's not a big deal. That's funny, man. It's good. Um, you you mentioned so your parents' big um influences, obviously. Um, any any books recently that you've been reading, or any books you'd recommend to people like for having that kind of man- mindset? Because it's funny, like I like that you learned it at a young age. It, for me, it kind of the reason why CrossFit has such an impact on me is because it was kind of CrossFit that really made me realize it. You know, like I always worked hard. I always put a lot of time and effort and energy into things, but mostly because I was, I was kind of told to, I was like, look, man, if you don't put time and energy into school, you're probably going to have a hard time, for example, you know? And and I was like, you know what? Okay, cool. I trust you. And it just so happened that, uh, like school actually came easy to me. And then I just got so lucky finding the right career, to be honest. Like I, I just kind of stumbled upon it. 
Um, and then it was really around the same time as CrossFit where I was like, oh shit, like I can see where like the hard work, like challenging yourself actually really pays off, right? Like learning how to do my first muscle up, learning how to walk on my hands, like learning how to do snatches and working on my mobility and things like this that, again, I kind of knew in hindsight, but I was never really like shown. I never really fully learned that lesson, you know? Um, so, but it's neat to see that you've, uh, you learned it real, real young, man. I'm happy for you, dude. But, um, but yeah, like what, what are some of your other influences? Like any, any good books that you read lately? Um, well, I do a lot of my, I do, a, I read a lot of coach Dan John, but that's usually like around fitness and longevity and stuff. Um, I'd say a lot of my mindset stuff, um, other than like, I guess, you know, when, even when you read like some of those coach Dan John books, like he's got like 40 years with the whistle and stuff. He also throws in like philosophy in there right, and things right, like right. that. So he's like someone that's been in the game for 40 plus years. Um, and that's very rare to find in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. I also just do like a lot of like, I follow people purposely, like say Instagram. Cause like Instagram yeah. is like, I, tr- I don't try to fight it anymore. I just kind of accept it. <laughs> there's so much time where I'm like, I don't want to be on this thing, but it actually helps me too a lot. Um, so like, I just make sure like who I follow can like motivate me. So like, I, you know, I am personally like a fan of like Gary V. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like I yeah. find he has some insightful things and like, just like, you know, there's like certain, uh, like, um, stoic, stoic stuff and things like that. So I'll yeah. look at that. I'm a big fan of quotes, mm-hmm. uh, and things. And a lot of times also, it's just like, I just sit down and reflect on my day. And like, I think. Do you, do you meditate? No, 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 I don't meditate. I tried, but. I, I just I didn't last long. <laughs> well, I guess re- reflecting is I guess like a a type of like meditation. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that too. I say like working out is my meditation because like I'm yeah. literally only focusing on not dying and br- catching yeah. my breath. So like I'm only breathing, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I meditate three three hours a day. Then you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But like, yeah, even if I didn't read a book, like I'll watch like a TED talk on like extreme ownership. So like, I know that's a book. I just haven't read it yet. But like, I practice the concepts very well. Like even yesterday, I had an incident where, um, where like I conflicted my schedule between both locations and I felt terrible. And, but it was just like, you know, I called my partner. I was like, Hey, like I messed up. Like, this is on me. I'm sorry. Like, Mm -hmm let's just take this as a learning process and this and that. And like, it makes, it makes you feel better when you know, it's just on you. Mm-hmm. Um, where like, I find a lot of people deflect a lot and they try not to put it on them, but there's something freeing about like, Hey, no, this was on me. Like, I'm going to work on this. I'm sorry. And like, you kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's one of those things where people, just wanna like you've been told that you have to be perfect you know what i mean it's one of those things that i was kind of told as a kid it's like you know you have to work hard you have to look good you have to do this and do that look a certain way just so that people will accept you kind of thing uh and then i started to learn i was like you know what like even if you are perfect let's say like hypothetically because no one who, who truly is right so i'll say hypothetically somebody was perfect like they're still gonna get ripped on they're still gonna get shit on they're still gonna be judged for being quote unquote perfect right so uh yeah i think oh, yeah. Days, it's just about yeah it's about accepting the fact that hey you know what i'm an imperfect human being i'm gonna make mistakes but i'm gonna work really hard to be a certain type of person you know and hopefully i mean for me um i'm assuming it's the same for you you know you want to be a hardworking person you want to be a loving person you want to be a caring person you want to build community you know you want to do all these great things and sometimes we make mistakes right and i think just being accountable and saying hey you know what i messed up um and i'm i'm willing to learn from it kind of thing i think is really important for for individuals and it's 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 good to see that you're doing that i think that's one of the reasons why you're successful as uh as an athlete but also as a business owner and as a coach uh, because of that accountability that you take yeah i appreciate that i take that like far all the time like i'm like okay like is this my fault for real like let's you know like and i'm like let's do this thing because it's it's i don't want to you know i some people don't like him, but like Jordan Peterson has like something that I really like that he says, it's like, don't compare to where someone else is today compared to where you were yesterday or something along the lines of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what he said. 
he's got a book called 12 rules for life, which is too many, but you know, that's one of the rules. <laughs> and so, and I think it was really interesting because it's like, yeah, no, like I, I truly like trying to outdo myself on a regular basis. And I think that needs to have ownership because if you don't and you think you're just fine, then you're just, you're not going to go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And it's one of the things that CrossFit taught me too. It's like, you know what, just try to be better than you were yesterday. Try to push it a little bit harder, try to lift a little bit harder, whatever it is than yesterday. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's neat. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's an interesting one. Um, yeah, he's got some interesting things to say and then he's got some questionable things he says, but, um, yeah, I think overall, like, like I said, I think, uh, as a human being, he's probably just trying to do the best that he can, you know, trying to help people. So Nanny, you, you competed in this, um, this competition, uh, by rogue, uh, bear hug challenge, right? Yeah. So I, I looked at it and I was just like, I thought about it, but then I'm like, man, my arms are too small. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to, I don't have a good bear hug, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I didn't do it, but then I saw that you were going to do it. And I was like, man, I think Nanny's going to do well. You know, he's a big guy, strong guy. He does CrossFit. He's got the conditioning. He's got the, uh, that grit, you know, that grit. That's like, okay, this, this sucks, but man, I'm not going to die from it kind of thing. Right. This is going to hurt, but you know, I'll be okay afterwards. Uh, and then I remember seeing the, a a post that you were, um, unofficially the, the first place person. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, I don't think that's unofficial. I think, I think he, he won this thing, right? <laughs> Unless his clock was broken or something. Um, but tell me, tell me about like, what, why did you compete? And like, how did you prep for this thing? Totally. So I didn't even know there was a challenge. Um, Sam brought it up to my attention. I think she, I want to say like five days before the competition started. Sam's like, Hey, look, like I, like, I guess she had Rogue on her email, like the challenge. And then she's like, hey, look, I think you'd be really good at this. And then I looked at it and I was like, I think I'm really good at this. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for it and like, I'm going to send it. Like, I'm like, I'm going to hang on for as long as possible. And so I just did regular training though. Like I, at this point, I haven't touched a sandbag in about a year. Wow. So, and like right before we locked down, I was actually prepping for a under 90 kilo strongman comp. And so the only thing I, I was doing like uh, sandbag runs, but then it all closed down. It got canceled. So I just didn't touch a sandbag. So I had that little bit of doubt, like, man, like I haven't touched a sandbag in forever. Like maybe I'll do like a couple touches. So I went to the, uh, I went to the gym cause I haven't really been working out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to the gym and I picked up the sandbag and I'm like, Caleb, I'm going to do Tabata holes off the box. So I did 20 seconds on 10 seconds off without picking the bag up for eight rounds. And I was like, that feels really good. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, so you did a, uh, what do you mean off the box? Like you put the bag on the box and you, yeah, yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to avoid picking it up uh, off the ground um, just to mm-hmm. save my back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause at this point it was at, this is four days before I did my attempt because I only did the attempt once. Yeah. Um, And then the next day I went in and I was like, Hey, I'm going to do three sets, 40 seconds, hold 20 seconds rest. So I did that. And I was like, this is really easy. (laughs) I I know. Like, I don't want to sound like a prick about it. Like, yeah, it felt easy. I was like, you know what? I'm like, let me actually just take two days off of training because there's money on the line i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. lie like i there's a little bit of financial motivation there like i'm moving i could use the rent money like i could just you know and then i was watching scores come in and i was leaderboarding the same way you would the open and i'm like i see i see five minutes six minutes seven minutes and like little bits of doubt came because i'm like i'm watching these videos and these are like 250 pound dudes like pulling the bag and failing at like 5 30 and i'm like I'm 185 pounds, like at 5'11". Uh, like, like I, I consider myself like well built, but I'm not like these guys. That's crazy. I, I don't know if I could have done that, man. After watching that shit, I probably would have been like, I'm not doing this anymore. That's crazy, dude. Holy shit. All I thought to myself was this. I was like, look, I'm crazier than them. <laughs> and like, this sounds crazy, but like, it's what I had to say to myself. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm crazy than them. I'm have better conditioning. Cause I don't think this is a max strength test. I think this is a very much an endurance test. Oh yeah. Um, cause if it was a strength test, it would have been a one rep max sandbag clean over the shoulder or something. 
And mm -hmm. I know how to use my body very well. I'm very like hyper aware of it. And so, and the CrossFit helps because we do hard things all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I go ahead. So I finally go ahead and I, I come to the day and I'm like, you know what? I don't care about these guys times. I'm like, I'm just going to go in there and I'm just going to hold on until I pass out. Like, this is my actual thought. I'm like, I'm going to hold on until I see stars. Like that's just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I cued three songs and, and my goal was, okay, let's just get to the third song. If I get there, I'm happy. Cause I kind of knew how long each one was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I start, I picked up the sandbag. What were the songs? Oh, um, devil's eyes by hippie sabotage. Mm -hmm. Um, guns blazing by Eminem and Zeus by Eminem. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. I'm a big Eminem fan. So <laughs> I picked up the sandbag and my quads, like 30 seconds in, I start feeling them. And I was oh, like, God. this is going to be a long hold. <laughs> this is going to be long. And then I got into this rhythm where I just started to like sing in my head and focus on my, my breath. Um, and I knew how to keep my belly tight. So like my back was fine. And it wasn't until I got through the all three songs that I realized I was at like around nine minutes. And I was holding the bag. I think it was like a 10 minutes. And this, it was, it, so at 10 minutes is when it actually started to hurt for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it hurt before, but like not the same way the 10 minute mark did. The, the quads you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I start to feel my whole body at this time. So oh, it wasn't just shit. legs. I start to feel like my forearms, like my abs had to stay extra tight. And I looked oh, at Sam, like, I, I looked at Sam, like, this is a winning time. And in Sam's exact words, She's like, some fucker's going to hold it for two more minutes. <laughs> and so like immediately in my brain, I'm like, well, I have to be that prick that holds it for two more minutes. Like mm -hmm. I have to be that guy. Yeah. And so, and that's when like, it really started to like settle in. And then, uh, yeah, I held it till I literally couldn't like my body yeah. was like, I, I just started to shut down a little bit. And then it, if you watch the full video, I'm kind of just nappy on the bag for like a minute right after. Cause like your whole nervous system gets shot yeah i bet yeah Holy and, I, and i would love to put this like on an official cast my back was perfectly fine like everyone's like how was your back how was your back and i was like my back was perfectly fine and that just comes down I, I i i give credit to the fact that like i've learned from others like strongman athletes but like one it's like being a coach you know how to keep your midline engaged and how to use your hips mm -hmm. and quads appropriately mm -hmm. Um, so my back didn't flare up at all just from like properly engaging and like, so yeah, my back is perfectly fine. Nice. <laughs> cause I saw so many and like, this was a cool opportunity too. Cause I'm like, you know what? Like I'm in somewhat of a spotlight. I mm -hmm. want to know how I react as a person to comments. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so happy to know that they don't bother me. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's good, man. Cause comments are deadly, man. That's what I hear anyway. Yeah. Um, that, that's really cool man so like how did you feel afterwards like was it your were your quad sore were your forearms sore like the day after or did you feel like, like how did you feel yeah so immediately after i couldn't get up um, i actually struggled to stand so i just oh stayed God. down for a bit yeah for the first couple hours after my legs were pretty much useless um so i just hopped on a bike and tried to flush things out yeah and i was just i was just like no after that, though, it was no muscular strength. I was just like drained. I had to go nap. I just had to suck back a ton of juice. Like yeah, I bought yeah. orange juice and I drank like two liters of orange juice because like I needed sugar. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just drained. Like I couldn't mentally focus on anything the rest of the day. Oh, God. I yeah, just, I, bet, man. I just went on the couch, watched like whatever. And then um, <laughs> the next day, the only thing that was sore on me was my upper back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause you're, you kind of have to round a bit to like get your arms around this whole thing. Right. Yeah. Upper back and my right bicep, because the way I held it, like my left hand was pulling my right arm in. Mm. And I think my, my right bicep maybe worked a little harder, but mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that must've been super tough. I think about the times I've ever had to do any sandbag holds, like obviously nothing close to 200 for me. The biggest thing is the breathing. I remember, I think you had, I think you had me do some stuff like that when we were training together, you'd have me yeah. hold something and hug something and run around. And I'm just like, I can't breathe. I mean, I was doing conditioning at the time. So I was like breathing really, really heavy, but how, how was that part? Like, so you're bracing this thing up against you, you're bracing your core. 
how 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 were you breathing like is it was it more shoulders or like yeah no it's a great question um it's probably my little secret i was pulling if i was holding the bag up and like purposely trying to have it rest on my chest more mm. so i could belly breathe nice so i was like and that allowed me to take bigger deeper breaths um and like it made me feel extremely comfortable like if you watch the full video i was i was rapping in the middle of it like mm -hmm. i was like full on like rapping to eminem lyrics because like i was able to control like expand my stomach mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um had i not been able to expand my stomach i think that it would have been different i just have like the, my arms are just long enough where i and i was able to get the bag just high enough on my chest where it can sit mm -hmm. on my chest and i could just belly breathe so that's where the breathing came from that's awesome that's good I, I gotta start doing that whenever i get back to the sandbag stuff <laughs> yeah 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 dude i really miss training with you man i, I gotta say i miss um those days when i would just go to ox you'd like whoop me and push me harder than i'd ever been pushed and it, it's a nice feeling because i just remember looking at my apple watch and i'm like what like how's my heart rate that high and like i feel like i'm gonna puke today you know like which is as something at that point i had never felt since the beginning of crossfit whenever i do like an idiot do like um soccer mentality i don't know if you had the same thing i did i went in there with like a soccer mentality like i'd sprint and then kind of go slow and then sprint and go slow. And then I realized that that doesn't work in CrossFit and I'd always get super nauseous and super pukey. But yeah, when I trained with you, man, it just, it was, it was great, man. You showed me this side of myself that I was like, oh man, like I thought I was like training hard. Like, no, man, this is, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. That was fun times. Like, you know, especially like given your goals and like how we can shift it. But like, no matter what the goals are, you can make it challenging so that you're actually getting like a stimulus out of it and adaptation and all mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I still, I still use some of the stuff you, you teach me, man. Like I, I'm doing intervals on the rower. I'm doing uh, I got two wall balls. So I'm doing uh, what I'll do is I don't have a 30 pound one. So what I'll do is I'll do like um, either thrusters or squats with like a barbell. And then I'll do the, the, the wall ball. You think you had me do 10, 10 heavy wall balls, 20 medium, and then no, no, yeah, 10 heavy, 20 medium, and then uh, the 30 very light, and then the air squats. Oof, dude, that's one of my favorite workouts, I gotta say. Like, um, it's yeah, it's it's good, man, good shit. Building that aerobic, it's it's aerobic capacity work, right? So that could be a whole podcast on its own, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I always find my quads are the thing that always. They always go first. My quads are the things that just my quads and my abs. Those two things always go first. Um, but yeah, man, uh, hopefully we get to do that soon. Maybe I'll come up to Barry when things are, uh, you know, a lot more chill and um, we can get back into the gym. Yeah. How are you? Um, how can people reach you? How can people train? You're doing online classes, I'm assuming, with um, Ox and with uh, Barry, right? Yeah, I'm doing both online. I think Barry, we just got the news today, is going back into the red. Um, and so we're going to be opening that place up on Monday. Ox is in Toronto, so that's probably going to stay online for a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so there's that, but people could reach me um, really on my personal Instagram. So Nanny Orique. Um, yeah, at Nanny Orique, or they can follow mm -hmm. either Jim, which is at Auxiliary Fit or uh, CrossFit Barry. Nice, nice. Uh, what is uh, what is a red zone for uh, like Barry? What are the like class sizes or what like what are yeah what are the restrictions up there right now? You're allowed ten people in the building, so the class is about nine people plus coaches or nice. plus the coach. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Awesome. Well, Hernani. Um, thanks for being on the show, man. I, I had a fun time chatting with you. Um looking forward to seeing you in person again and training with you again. Um yeah, no, no, I'm really excited to see where you and uh, Sam take CrossFit Barry and who knows, man, maybe one day in the future I'll be living up north closer to you guys. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be sweet. Right, we'll be, we'll be go on, on the, the show, floaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be on the floaty. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you.